Hi everyone, Doug and I have a special announcement. We're going to be recording Mini Insights live at Villagewide this year. And, and what are Mini Insights again, Grace? Oh, Doug, come on now. <laughs> yeah, Mini Insights are where we feature those listener tips, remember, and strategies that's from our right. listeners across the village. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're going to be at Villagewide, stop by our DaVita Leadership Insights podcast booth. Isn't that cool? We're going to have a recording booth in the middle of the village. It's going to be really, really official. So it's going to be awesome. We will be recording those mini insights inside that booth, uh, which feature our listener tips. Yes. So if you have a leadership tip you've been holding on to, or maybe just haven't figured out how quite how to articulate it, just stop on by and we'll have a chance to chat with you and we can record you on the spot. The village needs your tips. For those of you who won't be at Villagewide, remember, you can always click on that listener mail link and show us some love and submit your tips through listener mail in writing or through voice message. Hi, and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat with Seth Miller. It's a great name, Seth. I just have to point out right now, great name. Thank you, Doug Um, Miller. Yes, thanks, thanks. He is a vice president for Pacific Gold Division, which includes 70 dialysis clinics across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Seth will share his story on creating a vision and how this impacted his team and his life as a whole. Welcome, Seth. Thank you. Hey. It's good to be here. Yeah. listen to you guys a lot, so this is nice. I'm a little fan, oh. a little, awesome. little starstruck awesome. with you guys, so it's Very nice to cool. be here in Very person. Cool. So, Seth, thanks so much for coming on the show to discuss the importance of vision in leading others. I've always heard about vision as it relates to a business direction or an organizational strategy until I came to DeVita. And at DeVita University, we ask our leaders to dig deeper and create a vision that aligns with their life's purpose, which sounds like a really big ask and hard to get started. So could you help us demystify this for our listeners by walking us through your journey of getting to your vision? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, And it has been a journey for sure. Um, I have been with DeVita for a little bit, well, about four and a half years now. Um, And in my first year or two, uh, it, new job, you want to impress people, um, and I fell into a little bit of a trap where um, I I was just kind of saying yes to everything and taking on a lot, and it was fun, it was an exciting time, um, and, and then it became a little bit overwhelming when I got into that kind of cycle and, and just, you know, not saying no to anything. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full type of a guy where proudly my rose-colored glasses. And so I think it was hard for me to realize some of the impact that um, this sort of management was was leading to. Yeah. Um, I did have a couple of instances uh, that, frankly, I wasn't proud of. Um, I was on the phone with uh, some counterparts in, in the Atlas team, and, you know, it was a stressful conversation situation, and I kind of lost my cool. Mm-hmm. Um and it wasn't great. I reflected on that, and it just wasn't the way I wanted to lead. And unfortunately, so, it, it wasn't the only time. I did it maybe a couple of times. So what did that not? What did that losing your cool sound like? 
you can share if it's you not. <laughs> do we have to bleep stuff out? Or <laughs> I wasn't bleeping, but it was. It definitely was raising my voice um, mm. and really not listening. It was just me kind of riding over everything, saying, "This is the way we're going to do it. You just got. You guys just need to step up and do it." Um, and it wasn't productive. Um, you know, the end product ultimately, you know, turned out fine, but it just wasn't the way I wanted to get to that end product. It doesn't sound like you were the Seth that you want to be in right. your life. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. And it was a, a little bit of a wake up call. It, it, you know, helped me kind of take off my rose colored glasses. Um, you know, it, it, it was also a time in my life, um, that I, I recall, from my my personal life, it, it wasn't going well either. I I recognized that in the course of me just trying to take on a lot and do a lot of things, um, that uh, you know, whenever I would have an opportunity to to go home a little early, um, I would I would often justify you know staying at work to get one last email written or yeah. you know make the slide deck a little bit better. And you know, I started to sacrifice some of that time at home with my own family. Um, and I, and I think in any given situation, you don't, you don't see, you know, the impact that that's having, but over time it does definitely starts to erode that relationship. So uh, how did, what did that look like at home for you? Well, I think there was just more tension at oh. home. Um, and I think, uh, there was, there was tension between my family and my job and, and there was a lot of, you know, eye rolling when I needed to travel again or, mm. you know, just, um, just things where I don't, you know, I, I, um. I don't feel like uh, uh, I was being supportive of, of the needs of my family, and, and then they, in turn, uh, were having a hard time with, with the commitment that I made with work. So it just wasn't going very well. And through the kind of experiences that I had, you know, losing my cool on the phone in a couple of situations, some really nice coaching from my manager, um, and and then as I started to get, I had the opportunity to go to a, a, um, the DeVita way of leading uh, course, um, you know, these worlds started to combine and I was able to reflect a lot on me as a leader and what, you know, needed to change. Yeah. And this DeVita way of leading, I, I got the honor of being your faculty member for that. Seth was really great to have you in the room. And just a little bit of context around DeVita Way of Leading, as in many of our other programs, we really encourage some deep self-reflection um, for our leaders and teammates to, to come to a better understanding of who they are and whether that's looking at what are your values or looking at your credo, or in this case, in this program, there was a real, real specific look at what is your vision and what is it that gets you up every morning and gets you motivated to to, to continue to do and show up for your, the teammates and your job in the way that you do. Yeah, and, and that was what kind of uh, unlocked the door for me, was just the understanding that I didn't necessarily have an anchor, right? Or, or a center point for me to say, this is the vision, this is why I get up in the morning. And I think I was doing it for maybe other external reasons. And so this was really helpful. It didn't come all at once, that vision, right? I didn't necessarily have it totally encapsulated in the in the course of, of going to the, the DeVita Way of Leading class, um, but it, 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 it helped me to recognize that there was a blank spot there, and I needed to find that. And so over the course of the next, I don't know, 12 to you know 18 months, it's taken a while, I started to go and, and really try to dig deep and, and uh, reflect on what it was that I value. So what did you end up coming up with after all that time to reflect and going through the activities? 
What did you What did you come up with for your vision? Yeah, I mean, a vision is something really kind of massive to kind of break off, right? It's like, wh- how are you going to contribute to to this world? And you know, I kind of took it at that really big level, and and I just said, what 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 can I do to to impact anything? Um, and it came back down to these values that that we went through this value exercise where we kind of ranked our different values, and family just kept coming up to me in in that in those in that value exercise and, and elements around that, um, and I started to recognize um, I, you know there's a lot in this world that kind of um, is askew and and there's a lot of people out there that are trying to fix a lot of the big problems in this world and and I don't think it's you know increasing somebody's budget or I actually think a lot of the uh, solutions actually resides in in a strong family unit. I know for me personally growing up that's where I got a lot of uh, my moral character um, right. as I reflect on you know why I make certain choices it comes from my family and I hope I'm instilling that in my kids as well. And so uh, it was odd that that's what it came out to be, but but it really kind of centered around the family. And then as I thought, well, how does that really relate? And maybe many of you might be thinking, how does that relate to DaVita at all? I started to reflect on how it does. And in fact, there's a lot that it relates to within DaVita. I had a couple of really interesting experiences as I went on my listening tour and talking to patients and teammates. This listening tour was to help you formulate, yeah. is that to help you formulate your vision in yeah. that time frame? you said? Exactly. That's cool. What, what does that mean, a listening tour? Like, I'm, what does that mean? Yeah, well, I'll tell you. Uh, so um, there was intention to go to the clinics and have direct conversations with teammates and patients. With patients, it was just me going up to them and talking to them and asking them questions. And I had a couple of specific questions. With teammates, I actually, <laughs> I, you know, uh, during the holidays, there's usually some extra candy bars laying around. And so I would bring some candy with me. And uh, in an afternoon snack, I'd say, okay, I'll give you a candy bar, uh, but you need to answer two my, of my questions. And so they would answer, you know, my questions that I would ask them. Uh, and then I'd have them ask me a question and I'd give them a candy bar. And that really worked, you know, kind of to break down some of the barriers that sometimes happens between uh, frontline teammates. And, and what management. would be an example of these questions that you're asking teammates or patients? I, I wanted to know what fulfills our our team. Mm. And, and so I asked them, what's the most fulfilling thing about their job? And I really wanted them to get specific. Uh, and then I asked them, what's the least fulfilling thing about their job? Oh, um, and cool. so those are the two questions that I asked. And then they were supposed to ask me a question. Excellent. Um, you know, with the patients, it was uh, a lot of things, but it did it did stem around you know what is what why are they here? In fact, um, there was a patient I remember very clearly not too long ago that I met in in one of my clinics, and walking up to him, he looked like he was in major discomfort, yeah, um, more so than than what several uh, you know many of our other um, patients look like. So I wanted to talk to him, see if everything was okay. I'm not clinical, so I wasn't going to ask him about you know anything clinical. But I just uh, I just asked if he was all right, and he kind of grumbled and was not very happy. He just said he did not like coming to dialysis. Oh, yeah. And so I asked him, then why do you come? Um, there must have been a reason. Um, and I wasn't expecting what he said. He told me that he'd been a dialysis patient for three years, and he hated every time he had to come. Um, but that he had a commitment to his wife. They had been married for 48 years, and wow. he had committed to uh, to making it to their 50th wedding anniversary. And it wow. was like, it was yeah, um, I know. pretty cool uh, to me to know 
that uh, in a small way um, that maybe my influence could help him and keep that family bond strong between he and his his spouse. Um, and and I had just a number of those experiences where uh, I was uh, in another clinic in Sacramento, and this couple who'd been married forever, uh, it was a husband getting dialysis, and his wife was chairside, and she was there uh, as I talked with him for every one of his treatments, and, and he was heaping praises on her, and she was heaping praises on him, and it was just so neat to see this bond that, that you know, in a way, we've been able to help to, to, to uh, you know, nurture and protect um, and then I was I was at a graduation for one of our home patients, and she had her family. So this is at the end of their training, right? They've gone through a couple of days and weeks of training, and she was ready to go home and graduate, and she was surrounded by her family. Oh, beautiful. And they had all been there to be trained as well to help and support her, and it was just such a positive experience to see how they could kind of come together. And so it was just these experiences that just it, it reconfirmed um, for me the purpose of why I'm here. And that it helped me connect my why to what I do here at DeVita. And so you would articulate that why then to to foster family, to create a culture of family. How would you how would you phrase that? Well, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, so last year, my daughter, uh, she is eight, uh, wonderful and spunky. She, for a school assignment, she had to interview one of her parents and she chose me, which was a total shock and surprise and awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so there was the normal questions like, what's your favorite color and (laughs) what's your hobbies and all that stuff. And then towards the end, it was, what do you do for work? And, you know, my natural reaction was, well, I, I, uh, I give life. Um, But I, I just come off of some of these experiences and, um, and so instead of saying that, I said, um, well, honey, I, I help keep families together. Wow. And, um, That's cool. And so that is really what it is for me. It's, it's not anything polished or anything, but it's, it's that. It's I help keep families together. And, and that doesn't just go out to our patients, but it extends to our teams um, and creating a family environment within our clinics. And it extends to my team and then me personally. Uh, I need to do a better job at, at making sure my family is is protected as well. And so there's many aspects of this vision. Yeah, so when you got clear on your vision, or at least you know really got the feeling of that vision clear for yourself, how did you communicate it with your team and, and put it to action? Yeah, right. A vision's not very good unless <laughs> people want to follow along. And so I needed to make sure that um, it resonated with people. So I first um, presented it to uh, what I call the board team, which is my direct reports, uh, the, the regional directors and some of the support team that we have. Uh, and they, they latched on. They loved it. In fact, we created what we call our legacy virtues in, um, in our division. It's essentially what is it that we feel... Um, why would people choose to come to our division and work for us? And then, and then also, why would people want to stay? And these were the virtues that we really wanted to instill. Things like, you know, a good place to grow your career, that sort of a thing. One of those five was just the word family. And so it was something that the whole board team uh, really got around. Um, and then it was time to present it to the, the broader group, all of the FAs. And so in a director's meeting, um, we, we decided to present uh, this, and we did it in a way where we actually changed the logo of uh, our division. We had a logo that had uh, interesting kind of characteristics that were native to the different uh, regions around uh, California and northern Nevada. 
Um, and so you had like a California state bear and you had a sequoia tree and, and just different things, right? And I wanted something that would unify us behind the vision. And so we selected a tree that's actually native to every one of the regions. And, and the tree is a symbol for family, this family tree wow, concept. That's really that neat. is really cool. And so that's how we, we announced it. We put it all over our new logo. And, and so that's something that is, a, you know, when we see it, when we look at it, it, it reminds us of, of that vision. Yeah, and at DaVita, logos are everything. Everything. So, <laughs> you don't exist unless you have a logo, yeah. is what I like to say. Yeah. So, so the title of today's episode is The Power of Vision. What impact have you noticed on, on your team since you've shared this vision? Yeah, um, I, I think it's hard to make direct uh, associations with metrics. But what I can tell you is, one, I think people really did rally around this. Um, and uh, so a few metrics that you might look at are around, you know, some of the metrics within creating a special place, which is uh, around our teammate engagement and um, uh, our retention. And, and for, you know, a couple of years, we didn't have the greatest retention. Um, and, um, and we never were terrible, right? But we were probably more middle of the road. Um, actually, this whole year, uh, since giving the vision, uh, we have been number one in the village in, in across all of those metrics. So our oh, teammate engagement. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Great. Now, if anybody's going. No brag. No, no brag, just fact. Exactly. Awesome. Now, if anybody's going to go look, they're going to see that it says number five by our name, but that's because we're tied <laughs> with, with, with five four, other. four other uh, yeah. divisions. Yeah. But, but we, get, uh, we get full points and we've gotten that all year long. That's awesome, and it's really cool to see to see that that bond uh, grow and mature. And then there's a, other things that we've done where I've gotten individual feedback uh, about this vision uh, that's been very positive, and people just really have resonated with it. One of the the definitions of leadership that we use in some places in the village is this idea of of um, creating a, sh a leadership is creating a shared vision such that people would want to struggle. And it mm. sounds like, you know, this vision has inspired your team to just really put their shoulder into this and work hard and struggle to make these results happen. That's it, awesome. It is neat to see that in the team. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, congratulations for that. And I think it's, it's really interesting to hear that story of, you know, you started from a place where things were not going the way that you really wanted them to go. You didn't feel like they were, you were, could, you know, be this person you wanted to be at home and at work and just coming be getting clear with what that vision was for yourself really had an impact on your life and, and your team. And you can see those those results I mean, you can measure those results. That's really cool. So it unfortunately is about that time now, Seth, for us to to bring it to a close. And we do ask all of our guests to share just one tip they would like our listeners to try. So what is your one tip that you would ask our listeners to try on um, leading with vision? Sure. Um, I'll give you a tip, but I just want to say for me, I don't think Davida has necessarily changed, right? There's still the pressures and stresses that have always been there, but because of this vision for me, it's given me that anchor and it's helped me to have more direction and, um, and I don't, I don't necessarily feel the same amount of pressure and stress because I have something higher that I can, I can see to. So, so that would be my one thing. It would be start with your why. Uh, begin with 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 what your values are and and why uh, what is the the purpose of your being and then 
figure out a way how that can connect to the business. It may not be about family. That was what it was for me. It may be about something totally else. But what is your why? And then connect it to the business. Excellent tip. I really appreciate it, Seth. Thanks so much for for joining us and flying in to uh, to record. I really appreciate you and, and your contributions to the village. Wouldn't miss it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was an illuminating conversation with Seth. Sure was. Yeah, I really enjoyed his tip at the end to start with your why, your purpose for being, and connect it to your work. Love that practical tip. Now it's my turn to uh, share what I tried from the last episode, Leading with Heart with Ann Bailey. Uh, first of all, a nod to Jim Greenwood for stepping in as a uh, guest um, a guest interviewer. Guest host, yeah. Guest he, host. Yeah, you're lucky we didn't give the job to him. I was concerned about it, actually. <laughs> he's awesome. I, I love Jim. So uh, thank goodness he's retiring and I'm, I'm not really under threat in my role here. So the question, uh, Ann's tip. Ann's tip was to form a question that taps into uh, each other's hearts uh, and causes people to speak with vulnerability, empathy about what's true for them. So this one was was really actually cool and I really appreciated it. I went into a homeroom and you know, I took what is a common activity around the village um, and you've probably, maybe if you're in the village, have done it, which is um, asking people to identify their favorite core value and why that is their favorite core value. However, what I was really focused on and how I did this was leading with heart and that I um, went first in my sharing and really um, worked to be open and vulnerable and um, and lead with my heart around so what how did, I did what that. What was your favorite core value and how, how did you share so vulnerably about that? Yeah, so my favorite core value is fulfillment. Um, love that core value. And I, I shared a, a story um, of a teammate in a class of mine who I thought was completely disengaged and I had no impact on him. And he sent an email on a Sunday after the program ended to myself and his learning group um, articulating um, some really deep impact. He, he acknowledged that he had been withholding and non-participatory the whole week in class. Wow. And that on the plane ride home, he decided to face the death of his child that oh had happened gosh. two years ago. Wow. So even though he looked completely checked out and not interested, um, this DVU program had a dramatic impact on his life and he sought out some grief counseling the next week. Um, and I'm still in touch with him today, actually reaching out every now and again to see how he's doing. And it was amazing to share the story and then see and feel the depth of the other teammates in the homeroom and what they were willing to share around their core values and why they're their favorite core values. And I felt like we had a different um, there was a different vulnerability shared that that caused us to get to know each other better. And then as we walked out of the room, you could just feel that there was a deeper collective trust amongst the team that was really nice. So because you led with heart and you asked that question or you answered that question in a way that showed how that story connected with your favorite core value of fulfillment, that that's what helped yeah. others to do the same. Yeah, that's my that's my conclusion. Absolutely. Nice. nice. Yeah. 
Well, nice job, Doug. And thanks for sharing that. And for our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. So please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link and find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or even through a voice message. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please also rate us on Well, it says rate, we say rate us, please give us some love, give us some love (laughs) on iTunes Um, or click on the survey link in our show. Did that sound weird? Give us some love on iTunes. I don't know. No, you're good. Okay, good. So, um, or you can go over to our survey link in our show notes and let us know how you're, how we're doing. And Doug, I also want to congratulate our podcast team for completing season three of Delita Leadership Insights. Woo! We are going on spring break now. And Cancun. <laughs> Myrtle Here. Beach. Daytona Beach. Yeah, Daytona Beach. Beach any of those locations, any awesome. and all those locations would be awesome to do. <laughs> and we will return on May 1st with another insightful, get it? season was that punny or what air quotes insightful (laughs) get it the title of our entire podcast (laughs) thanks for explaining that (laughs) i think it's important can't wait grace ready one for all all for one